Welcome to 2024. It's the new year and the headlines are full of action. We're looking at the truth behind the headlines on this edition of The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier of freedom. It's our platform where we talk about faith, politics, and commerce, where we analyze current events from biblical and common sense perspectives. I'm so glad you knocked. The door is open and we have answered. Come on in and welcome to The Grid. Midwest Glass & Mirror is a full-service glass & Mirror company. Located in Stevensville, Michigan, this company serves both residential and commercial customers in Southwest Michigan and Indiana. In business for over 30 years, they are the Glass & Mirror industry leader and are trusted by homeowners, property managers, and commercial clients. Their mission is to exceed your expectations by delivering top-notch professionalism, integrity, and craftsmanship. I know one of the partners personally, and I can assure you he is a man of faith, a patriot, and loves God and country. He's a great example of American small business success due to hard work and an expert craft. Call 269-428-4464 or visit MidwestGlass.com today and ask how they can help you. Again, that's MidwestGlass.com or call 269-428-4464. Be sure to mention that you're a Kingdom Patriot. Hey, Sean, good to see you on this episode of The Grid. I am so glad to be back. Happy New Year, and yeah, welcome back. Love that background. Yes, uh, that is a picture I brought back with me, and uh, excited to say that while I was gone, that I did not kick myself off as the host of the show. That's why I'm back, so I feel refreshed after uh, a long vacation. I think I've recovered from jet lag and uh, just ready to get started in 2024. Sounds great to me. Now, we're doing something a little different today we've had some technical difficulties on one end with the equipment so we're shooting today's episode over the phone via zoom anyway so we're hoping that all will turn out well absolutely and i also would tell you that this is about the time that we would cut over to our news and review but today our news and review is our podcast so sean um I wouldn't. I don't have a list here of like twenty or twenty-five different stories that occurred while I was gone, but what I do feel like I have is some bombshell stories. Some stories that, while it, what we make up in what we don't have in volume, we make up in uh, in depth. And so I'm just gonna start jumping right in. Dude, let's do it. And some of these are actually out this morning. So if you haven't heard of them, let's quick dialogue. So I. Did you hear the little stunt that uh, Hunter Biden pulled when uh, he was slated to appear before Congress? Oh, the one where he spoke outside on the steps? Yes, there is there is speculation that even Daddy gave him advice of this is what you do and don't go in. And it's just like, yeah, do you think that this might be what you call a conflict of interest? Anyway, what what the House is doing is now they're bringing uh, contempt of Congress charges it looks like against Hunter Biden for not appearing, which, I mean, I, I hate the fiasco of all this. It's not about Hunter. I just want to be clear with you with, and with our audience. It's not about Hunter. This is what in the world is going on with our government that we may have corruption at the highest levels. And so, you know, when you ask somebody to appear by subpoena, or I shouldn't say ask, when you tell somebody to show up by subpoena and they don't, then you have every right to hold them in contempt. 
If ever I saw two jailbirds, it's them. Yes, I'm starting to refer to them as the Biden crime family. BCC sounds like a whole new network. They could probably get a Disney Channel for free and uh, make a, make a lot of money. Also saw that the Harvard president has now is now resigned. Uh, Claudine Gay is her name, and I don't. Are, are you familiar with how this actually started? The story started and how it gained momentum. Not fully. I mean, I do know that when she went to testify before Congress, that just that was a, the biggest belly flop. Yeah, it was prior to that. The reason she got pulled before Congress, I think, was the the lack of calling out some of the radical anti-Semitic behavior that was occurring in Harvard. And we've seen this um, in several campuses. And I think part of the reason she even got called out and why there's been such a push is, I forget the gentleman's name. I don't know if it's Ackerman or someone else, but he's he's basically a, a, a billionaire, he's like a hedge fund manager. And he has decided he is going to target these woke campuses that are not calling out true anti-Semitic behavior and he's going after the donors. And being the fact that he's involved in a hedge fund, he does have clout and weight of uh, the weight of persuasion, so to speak. And uh, what's happening is some of these universities, their their donors are saying no more. So the, the, those funds dry up. So Claudine Gay gets called before Congress. And of course, uh, some of her answers before Congress were less than convincing. Yet nothing was going to happen. And as I've heard, the, uh, the reason is because she checks all the boxes. She checks the diversity box. She checks the uh, social agenda box. Um, but in the process, someone caught her in blatant plagiarism. And that she used that in order to get her position at Harvard. And ultimately, that's the reason. Now, the other side of that coin is she's resigning. But somehow, at least for a period of time, she's keeping her eight or $900,000 salary per year. So yeah, it's almost a million. It's over nine hundred thousand, but not quite a million. Yeah. So you know, to me, also what jumps out to me is that um, you're starting to see the backlash. You remember several years ago when Harry Reid pulled the nuclear option on uh, the congressional uh, approval—I po- shouldn't say approval—confirmation process on judges, and Mitch McConnell told him. Basically, you're opening up Pandora's box, and this will come back to bite you. I feel like that we're starting to see just remnants of that in this woke um, social agenda that everybody, all these companies, all these universities are uh, being involved in, that it's starting to come around to the other side now, and they're facing some of that canceled pressure from the conservative side. And uh, I kind of go, you know what? You asked for it. <laughs> this is what's coming. And I will tell you, um, we see it even with companies now. We, well, we've seen it at other universities. Uh, North Carolina, Chapel Hill, I think, basically ditched their whole DEI program. Um, I saw that Mark Cuban and Elon Musk are getting a little spat, a couple billionaires uh, talking about DEI. And basically, Mark Cuban saying, hey, if it gives you a competitive advantage, you need to do it, da 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 And Elon Musk is, all right, well, tell me when you have you know, uh, a five foot one Asian white woman on your professional basketball team. Let me know how that diversity works for you in the uh, National Basketball Association. So you're you're seeing a lot of this discussion out there because it's likely to crash. These programs that provide no economic value for a company are going to be the first to go. In, in my opinion, I think we're starting to see some of that. Well, because the main issue is they cannot produce 
if you can't produce, then your company is going to collapse. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in other news, now we're going to need to keep this uh, PG, of course, but I'm sure you've seen all over the news that the Epstein documents uh, have been written uh, that have been substantially redacted by court order now have been revealed and we're starting to get some names. Have you, have you seen some of that, uh, some of that conversation out there? I have seen the headlines. I have not seen the actual stories. So some of the names now, right now, none of these folks are being charged with criminal wrongdoing, but clearly in emails and other conversations that law, law enforcement was able to obtain, these folks were having conversations with Epstein. Names like actor Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Prince Andrew, Michael Jackson. Now that's going back a while because he passed away some time ago. And of course, Bill Clinton. And uh, that's a particular one where actually Epstein made the comment that Bill likes young girls. That was, um, it's not surprising, but it's, it's, still, it's still pretty horrible. And then there's a whole host of other names that I really don't recognize, but there are billionaires in various uh, industries around the world. I mean, the 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 web of of contacts that Epstein had is substantial, and if there is wrongdoing by these people, I I hope they they receive the full extent of what's allowed under law because this this is pretty horrible. I mean, this was one individual who basically had um, uh, a child trafficking ring unto himself around the world. Oh, exactly, and I think your use of the word web is very fitting because he essentially set a trap for a lot of folks. Um, some people were there and it was a trap if they were there for, you know, doing the wrong thing. Uh, he was a financial advisor. And so there probably were a lot of people that took the honey and went to the island and may have simply just been talking about financial advice. But those who had other appetites, for them, it was a trap. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, in the various stories over the last year or so, I've I've come across that it was very much, um, hey, I have this I have this ability to extort you now um, because you're associated with me and I can do you great harm. So I'm sure that has some implication. And I also believe there may be people like Clinton who absolutely did wrongdoing because they just couldn't help themselves. And see, my question about Clinton, which came up this morning, is Clinton has Secret Service. Now, I yeah. do know that a few years ago they changed. It, it used to be that former presidents had Secret Service for life. And I know they changed the law a few yeah. years ago because they were making so much money they could actually afford to pay for their own security. So it's, it may be possible that he fell under that new law and he has his own private security? I don't know. But if he had Secret Service, I don't understand why they don't come forward and say, yeah, he did this. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And, um, and as I think about Clinton, the one thing that I remember the, the most is that no matter what he did, it, it's, it's, it's undisputed that he was flying around on Jeffrey Epstein's jet. Which this kind of brings me to my next story when I think about a high-ranking U.S. politician gallivanting around the world on a, on a private jet. It brings me to John Kerry. 
and uh, mm-hmm. Mr. I'm Mr. In the environments are right. And yet I fly around the world on private jets because that's what I have to do, burning up more carbon, you know, carbon fuel than uh, than than a hundred thousand cars. You know, the the amount of waste there is is amazing. Anyway, I saw a news story today that he's coming under fire because behind the scenes he's been. I'm just I'm just reading here quietly coordinating with uh, multiple groups that are pushing the complete shutdown of coal, which I, so, you know, sometimes I struggle with this a little bit because an administration comes in, they do have an agenda, they do have a bent on how they do things. But at the end of the day, the administration is the executive branch and the executive branch's role, its true role is to enforce the laws that Congress passes. Now, Sean, I'm just going on a limb here. I'm trying to remember the law where Congress outlawed coal. Do are you familiar with that law? Yeah, 15 billion terabytes. I don't find nothing there. This is probably the subject of another podcast. We we probably should do a whole podcast on executive action and how it's abused because really it's a fourth branch of government. Uh, you've got the executive branch that enforces the laws that Congress has has uh, put in place, but then it has a whole other sets of regulations and laws that is really, in many cases, governed by no one unless they're sued. And it's really um, it's really challenging because it really has it's it's the deep state. It's really sort of that silent, unelected group of people that are doing things that I am sure, I am absolutely sure, are beyond what Congress ever intended. Agreed. So speaking of what Congress intended, um, I, I'm reminded of this immigration fight. That's that's really what I would say is um, our last last story that I wanted to cover today, is because there's so much rancor around this. And I saw uh, I saw a clip or heard a clip, I should say, of Biden being asked by a reporter, why you know why are you not taking care of the wall? Why are you not securing our border? And his response was, Congress won't give me the money. Republicans won't give me the money. And then I saw um, uh, Mayorkas, who um, uh, from Homeland Security, he's having to testify before Congress because many times he's basically accused of not doing his job. And I think that's bearing out the fact that in the month of December, we had 300,000 300, illegal immigrants at the border that we actually caught. Those aren't, that doesn't include the ones that we didn't catch. And so Congress is, is rightly mad about this, and they've started impeachment proceedings or are about to start impeachment proceedings against Mayorkas. And, and he basically echoed the same thing. Look, this has gone on way prior to us. There's a backlog, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think sometimes simplicity is the best answer to complexity. And so I would like to play for you just a very brief clip of my daughter who somehow has figured this out. This is the wall to the Vatican City. The Vatican has a wall, but the United States doesn't. Thanks, Olivia. You have figured out what 535 politicians in the executive branch have not. So good. Uh, so good. So we were touring the Vatican City, and when, when she when she said that, and I was just I didn't even prompt her. She was just like, "Yeah, I don't get it. Why why do they have a wall? We don't." And and she's right. And so. The fight that's going on right now between uh, Congress and the president really um, is related to the fact of how the money wants to be used. So I didn't know this, but apparently 
the Republicans in Congress have said, we're not going to give you some of the money. But it's because the Republicans and the conservatives said, we want the wall, we want the border secure. If we're helping Ukraine and we're helping Israel be more secure, shouldn't we secure our own country at, at least to the same degree? Well, apparently Biden's asking for money, but he doesn't want to do anything with border security. What he wants to do is hire tons more people to speed up the processing of the illegal immigrants that come in and request asylum. So I understand his point, and it's wrong. Let's just say it. It's wrong. That is not border security. That's just operations. And what the conservatives and Republicans in Congress are saying, we need more border agents and we need a wall. Secure that first, then we can speed up the processing. It's it's the number one rule in business. Stop the bleeding. Stop the fire hose. Stop the drip first before you fix what, what the problem that you already have. Quit adding to the problem. So I just pause there for a second. What, what are your thoughts on that? My thought is pretty clear, and I know that it will probably sound political, but the truth is the truth, regardless of the politics. And that is the Democrats will do anything they can to make their lie sound like the truth. And they will twist anything. So when Biden's thinking, he's accusing Congress of not giving him the money, but he's not being forthright as to what he wants the money for. You know, and my personal view is, when is somebody in Congress or the Senate going to bring charges of treason to him and Kamala Harris and anybody in the Justice Department that has helped undo whatever Texas has done to secure the border? Treason. We need to bring charges of treason against this man. I can answer that, and the answer is never because no one has the guts to. Not enough people have the guts, I should say. Um, I did like. There's more. Well, there'll be more to come on this. But Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, took a whole contingent of Republicans down to the border, and it'll be interesting to see if we hear much about that or not. I think What's so up? far he's doing uh, he's doing a great job. And the best job that I think anybody could do with what connections and what his circumstances are. I agree. Um, when when he was elected, I was like, "Who is this guy?" And I I can see that behind the scenes, the Lord the Lord was moving. He's the right guy for the job. Way mm -hmm. more so. And I like Jim Jordan. I you know there's several others that I liked, but no, we've got the right guy. Uh, he's got the well, right to me and the and and the right values. Imagine Egypt, and you've got leaders in Egypt going, "Who's Joseph?" I've been working all my life, and I didn't get that. He interprets one little dream, and <laughs> he's prime minister. How did that happen? That's funny. Well, Sean, that's all the time we had for today. Those are the major stories that I saw on the newswire that I said, "Yeah, we really need uh, to talk about these." Agreed. Agreed. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time. It sounds great. Just a quick shout out and thank you again to our sponsor, Midwest Glass and Mirror. Don't forget to go to kingdompatriot.us to join the movement for faith and freedom. Make sure that you give us a five-star rating on this show because that is how we spread and broaden our audience. If you're just watching us, you can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, pretty much any other podcast platform. Follow us, subscribe, 
give us a five stars, do everything you can to help us spread the word. And if you're only listening today, our primary mode of distribution now is actually on video. We sure would love it if you'd share us with friends and family. And as always, your membership is appreciated, your input is valued, and your voice is definitely needed.